0: Well, good morning, everybody. Yes, I am a minute late for some reason. uh, I got my internet plugged into the computer, and it uh, wouldn't take it on the live stream in the beginning. Wouldn't be a We Tackle Life podcast without some kind of technical issue, right? It's a tradition unlike any other, but I'm glad you're with me here on a Friday, January the 15th. Why is it still called the We Tackle Life podcast? Because I got an email... And I forget, and I want to credit whoever it was that sent me uh, that email. I believe it was Brad uh, who said, uh, no, it wasn't Brad. I'll get to Brad in a moment. It was someone else, someone who was really helpful. Uh, Not George. I think Justin. Yes, Justin. He said, continue to call it the We Tackle Life podcast because the we can be you and the listeners. I can't beat that. I can't beat that. That's great. I had another idea in mind. But Justin, in uh, his wisdom, gave me that, so it's going to stay the We Tackle Life podcast. Only you're part of the We, because uh, I don't have a mouse in my pocket. All right. So, hey, what news last night? Urban Meyer is in the NFL. He is the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think it's awesome. How can um, <laughs> I got to look at this. Look at this email. Look at this message I just got on Facebook. From uh, Leah Is My Dog. He says, is there any chance you can tackle Alabama's running backs and receivers? No. No. Because if you thought it was difficult for tough Borland to tackle Devonta Smith or cover him and for, (coughs) excuse me, all the other Buckeyes to do so, you don't want to see me out there. Trust me. Not in the shape that I'm in right now. I had my physical yesterday. On the good side, I have the COVID antibodies. So I'm antibody man. I am bulletproof on COVID. Can I burn my masks now? Something tells me no, <laughs> which is like every single store clerk and person out there. But um I'm I'm way too heavy. And I knew I was way too heavy before I went in there. The doctor came in the room and goes, "How are you?" I said, "Overweight." So I am overweight. By May the 1st, this is like Spiels the other day called me and he uh, I said I'm overweight and he goes, "6,000 mile challenge." And I said, "I'm overweight. I'm not insane. But I'm going to embark on in the next three, four months, a more disciplined diet and exercise program so that all the really cool golf clothes that I have that are predicated on me having a 32-inch waist will fit in the summertime. All right. So I buried the lead. (coughs) Excuse me, and I'm very sorry for the cough. I'm not sick, but this covid you know, gives you a uh, a little present to take with you after you have it. And for me, it is uh, the cough. So that's what I have. But I also have the antibodies. So I'm not contagious online or virtually. All right, Urban's in the NFL. I kind of got to admit that when it came became official last night, right after I talked to Pat Dooley of the Gainesville Sun on my radio show on 98.9 The Answer, and Pat was on at 6.30, he got off at 6.45, and boom, that's when it broke. Jaguars released a statement. Fox Sports released a statement. Uh, Clay Hall, WSYX6, my man Clay, who's been on the radio show at 989 The Answer a few times. Um, Clay was, I think, the first in Central Ohio to have it. Maybe not. Don't, don't get salty with me if I credited the wrong person, but I like Clay, and so I'm going to credit Clay. Uh, I got to admit, when that came down, I was like more surprised than, yeah, of course, everybody's been reporting this. I just kind of thought Urban would go right up to the line and then something would happen and he would decide not to do it. But he's going to do it. And I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. And I wonder how much, if any, uh, Central Ohio will become a place where people want to see Jaguars games on TV. I mean, I think it's pretty hard to think that with Joe Burrow, an Athens guy quarterbacking the Bengals, and the Browns now a playoff team, and the expectations going forward are that they remain a playoff team, I think it's pretty hard to think the Jags, will cut into the one o'clock window, but maybe if they play a later game and people and stations here have an option, I don't know how that works, but he's going to have most likely Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. I know there are a lot of Buckeye fans who think, oh, well, he's going to take Justin Fields. I kind of doubt that just because the groundswell for Lawrence as the number one pick in the draft is just so overwhelming. Justin Fields was not healthy in the national title game. He did not look great. Lawrence didn't look great against Ohio State, but he didn't have any protection. So I think it'll be Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence has, you know, he's from Georgia. So that'll pull people from Georgia down to all fields is from Georgia too, dopey. Uh, so I, I just think it'll be Trevor Lawrence. I do. But Urban's got two number ones. He's got two number twos. He's got a ton of cap space. He's got a young team. He's got some good young talent on that team. So I think it's just going to be super fascinating to watch and see what Urban does. The other thing people want to know right away and I had a Twitter poll about this last night, <clears throat> and I will call it up and I will give you the results of it. I want to know how many people off the Ohio State staff Urban's going to take with him because that's the assumption, right? Well, he's brought all these guys to town. Mickey Marotti, the strength coach. Mark Pantoni, the director of player personnel. Uh, uh, Brian Voltolini, his right-hand man. Uh, Corey Dennis, his son-in-law, well, he brought Ryan day here. Ryan's not leaving to go to Jacksonville. I know that there are a lot of rumors out there that, uh, Ryan would leave to go to the Eagles. I don't find that to be a plausible scenario. Uh, but I do, I did say last night on my 98, nine show that if a bunch of guys left the staff and you're now at a bad time to hire a bunch of coaches, maybe Ryan would, be more apt to listen, like, holy cow, look at this mountain i got to scale now that half my staff left for Jacksonville. Here's the good news, folks. Here's the good news. I talked to, and I always have to say this because everybody assumes it's Chris or Rick Spielman, and it was neither one. I do have another friend who is way high up in another NFL organization, and he has uh, insight into the Ohio State program, and I asked him last night, how many do you think are going?" And he said that Anthony Schlegel is going as Urban's strength coach, but that no one else is leaving. Pantoni's not leaving. Marotti's not leaving. Voltolini's not leaving, which I find that hard to believe. Uh, and that Corey Dennis is not leaving. Wow. Urban's son-in-law not leaving, according to this source of mine. Twitter poll, I said, what would be your reaction as an Ohio State fan if Urban takes the Jags job, which he has, and takes two, three, or more OSU staffers, including Mickey Marotti, with him? 35% of 500 people who responded said, it's perfectly fine. 15% said, I'll be really mad. And 50% said, I don't like it, but I understand it. So it appears that uh, you will not have a purge of Ohio State coaches going to Jacksonville, which is good for the Buckeyes, but bad for local moving companies. Now I'm also curious about one other thing. What happens to Urban Meyer's Pine House in Dublin? Does that remain a popular place? Or do people get frosty because, well, if you're going to coach, why don't you still coach here? I think because he's not taking any assistance or it appears he's not taking any assistance with him, I think the Pine House will do just fine. There's no reason for any fans to be mad at Urban Meyer. This is not, let's not be Florida fans who are mad still at Urban for leaving Gainesville and going to Ohio State as if two national championships in six years at Florida is not a good enough return on their investment in Urban Frank Meyer. You Gator fans are nuts because when I talked to Pat Dooley last night, he said there is a big controversy around the fact that Florida may extend an invitation or an honor to Urban to enter the Florida ring of honor and that Gator fans are like, no, he left us. No, he left us and he coached Ohio State. To my knowledge, Ohio State has not played Florida since Urban came to Columbus after Gainesville. What do you have to be salty about? He didn't win more titles at Ohio State than he won at Florida. He won you one at Florida, beating Ohio State. Get rid of your jealousy for Ohio State, you Florida fans. You're you're crazy. You are crazy, crazy. Uh, so I asked last night, what impact will Urban's leaving to take the Jags job have on his pint, pint house in Dublin? 25% of you say it'll be good for business. Uh I don't know how that works. but uh, 11% bad for business, 64% no impact on business. Okay, well, good. That's We want local businesses to succeed. We want restaurants to succeed. We'd like restaurants open, Governor DeWine. We'd like schools open. I, meaning I can't speak for my partners on the listening end of the podcast. I want them open, okay? Because Open business is good for business, it's good for the economy. And I'm a big supporter of business. And you know who else is? Auiinfo.com. They do business with businesses. Listen, I'm talking now kind of at this juncture of the year to business owners. And including those of you who are in business for yourself. You're not a businessman. You're a business man. I stole that from Clay Travis. It was such a great line. <clears throat> If you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, if you're a plumber, if you're a consultant, if you're a real estate agent, if you're in business for yourself, you are in the eyes of the government a group of one. So you can change your health insurance at any time. Anytime, and auiinfo.com can help you do that. But business owners, you got employees, you got a bunch of people. You can also change your insurance at any time. See, we confuse the open enrollment period for individuals with the fact that As a business owner, you can shop for better benefits anytime you want to. I know it's a pain. I know it's a pain. The people at auinfo.com know it's a pain because it just takes a lot of effort. But really, all the effort it takes is just reaching out to them on their website, auinfo.com, and say, I own a business. I have six employees. I have 60 employees. I'd like to know. Here's what I'm spending on dental, vision, disability, health, insurance. I'd like to know if there's a plan out there that's better for me, and then let them run with it. And you don't pay them. You don't pay them. I know it's hard for us to comprehend that you could get something great like AUI Info's expertise and not pay for it. They'll be paid. They'll be paid. They're not in pro bono. They'll be paid by the insurance companies. And they don't have, like, three companies they favor and, you know, 300 they don't. They have the whole spectrum available to them and to you. So they don't care who they put you with. They just want to put you with the very best plan for you. So let's say you had a hardware store and you had everybody at the hardware store was 60 and older. Well, it'd be kind of dumb to take a health plan that had great maternity benefits, right? And it'd also probably not service your health, uh, the health of your employees, if you took a plan that didn't have very good orthopedic benefits. So those are the questions AUI Info can sort out. Check them out online, auinfo.com. Chat feature, just say, I own this business, la la la. Here's what I'm paying, here's what, tell me what I can do. There you go. Boom, done, easy. Over with. AUINFO.com. Okay. Um, Browns in the playoffs. Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel a sneeze coming Go. <laughs> ah, that was appealing on the air <clears throat> and on film. Sorry. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill. Clyde Edwards-Elair. <clears throat> and Mitchell Schwartz, former Brown. <clears throat> I'm really not playing hurt. It's really not that early in the morning. I just having a hard time uh, talking a lot. Can the Browns win this game? Yes, of course. Browns are explosive. Huh? Browns. Are, Patrick Mahomes is explosive, Bruce. Oh, really? Did Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs put up 28 points in the first half of a playoff game? No. Did Dan Marino and the Dolphins do that? No. Did Joe Namath and the Jets do that? No. Did Joe Montana and the Niners do that? No. Because when the Browns did that against the Pittsburgh Steelers last Sunday, that was an NFL record for most points in a quarter in the history of the NFL playoffs. So I think I'm safe saying the Browns are explosive. Well, I know Marquise Pouncey gave them the first one with a fumble, (laughs) with a bad snap into the end zone, and that interceptions led to some of the others. But the point is the Browns punched it in, you know, powered it in, cashed it in, so they can score with Kansas City. They hopefully get Denzel Ward back. They hopefully get Joel Batonio back. I know they get Kevin Stefanski back. And they got to be chock full of confidence. So the Browns can win this game. Yes, they can. The Browns in the AFC Championship game. And I know that causes a chill up my spine. Because I remember the last three times we were in that game. And the pain that came with it. But John Elway doesn't quarterback the Denver Broncos anymore. And if you get past the Kansas City Chiefs. You will be playing the winner of Baltimore Ravens. And who else? Who was left? Why can't I think of who was left? Um, oh, well, that's a fail on my part. Um, maybe it'll come to me. But, uh, yes, the Browns can win this game. And I hope they do win this game. And it would be wonderful. I, f- I went to Cleveland for the first time in my life. I grew up in western Ohio. So Columbus was like, <laughs> might as well have been, you know, halfway across the country. To go to Cleveland would have been, like, crazy. I didn't go to Columbus until I was in high school. Uh, We're 50 miles away. I didn't go to Cleveland, Ohio, growing up in Ohio, until I was working for the Miami News in Miami, Florida, covering the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins played the Browns on Monday Night Football. It was the first time I ever went to Cleveland, Ohio. And the second time I ever went to Cleveland, Ohio, was later that year when the Browns played in the 1986 AFC Championship game against John Elway. Yes, that was the 98-yard drive game. I'm sitting there in the press box after Bernie Kosar finds Brian Brennan for a touchdown, and there are just a few minutes left in that game, and I'm sitting there going, I'm going to cover the Super Bowl in my first year as an NFL reporter, and my team is going to be in it. And then we know what happened. And, yes, Rich Carlos' field goal was good at the end. I know there are a lot of Browns fans who say it wasn't, but it was good. And probably the only thing in life that Greg Brinda and I agree on is that Rich Carlos' field goal at the end was good. Greg and I used to work together in Cleveland, and uh, Greg's not a fan of mine on uh, Twitter, and he's certainly not a fan of my political opinions, and probably my faith opinions, but he and I are simpatico on the fact that Rich Carlos's field goal was good. All right, you know what else is good? My friend Stan, Kelly, and all the others at Willis Spangler Starling. Great attorney firm. I was there yesterday helping them film some spots. Yes, it's hard to believe the guy who sneezes on air and coughs on air and can't get the internet connected. I was actually considered to be an assist on filming some things for their website. They're great people. And what were they filming for their website? What can an attorney talk about? Statutes and no. They're talking about their mission statement. And their mission statement is awful. It has like, er, is awesome. It has like, (laughs) sorry, Stan. Awesome. Their mission statement is awesome. It has like eight elements to it. And they're going to do a little snippet on every one of the elements. And it was so cool to sit there and watch Stan talk extemporaneously about purpose. And they're going to talk about empathy. They're going to talk about compassion. They're going to talk about trust. They're going to talk about, you know, integrity. I can't recommend enough a firm that will safeguard your legal rights, but also protect your reputation you find a bad attorney, what the attorney does that's not above board reflects on you as their client. So the best attorney firm I know, personal injury, wills, estate planning, workers' compensation, employment law, you got an issue at work where you think you got got downsized because of your age or discriminated against in some form, they are awesome. WillisAttorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. All right. Buckeye hoops tomorrow against Illinois at Illinois at noon. Well, let's hope this works out exactly like last Saturday's noon game against Rutgers. Because I texted a friend before the game and I said, feels like a double-figure loss, and we all know what happened. Ohio State got out by 20 and hung. They didn't really hang on. They maintained most of the lead and won. Hopefully tomorrow, they'll have Jimmy Sotos back. Sotos got injured late in that win at Rutgers with his shoulder. Now, uh, Wednesday night, the Buckeyes played at home against Northwestern, and it was almost an exact carbon copy of their game at Northwestern. Buckeyes controlled the game, had a nice lead, and then late in the game, here comes Willie the Wildcat back. Some dude who literally, literally had made none of his last 27 shots from the field, threw in a three to get Northwestern within one at the four-minute mark. Chris Holtman calls a timeout. He draws up an action for Justice Suing to drive to the basket. He puts Justin Arns on the same side of the floor, two lefties on the left side of the floor. Suing goes to the basket, gets stopped. Northwestern was ready for the play, kicks it out to Arns. Boom, three-pointer. Triggers a just a OSU getaway and they win the game against Northwestern. Should have won the one in Evanston, but at least they didn't blow the one here. So Dwayne Washington was phenomenal that night at 24 points, six assists. It's a lot to put on Dwayne's plate to be a scorer and a distributor. So it would really help if we could get Jimmy Sotos back. But did you see Michi Johnson out there? Oh, Michi. Be still my heart, Michi. Michi, the should be high school senior instead freshman point guard who didn't play and didn't play and didn't play and didn't play and wasn't even practicing. I'm like, what is the deal? Why'd you have Michi leave Garfield Heights Trinity and come down here and waste a year when he could be playing high school basketball? Well, Michi finally got in the game because everybody you know has a PG next to their position on the roster, is seemingly hurt. CJ Walker out with a right ligament, right hand ligament injury, Abel Porter out with a heart issue. Um, Soto's out with a shoulder injury. Here comes Michi. And Michi its like, don't tell Michi he's a freshman, okay? Don't tell him. Don't tell him he should be a high school senior. He gets in the game, boom, three-pointer, and then comes down a little while later, boom, another three-pointer. Nice, really nice. Boy, the future's bright with Michi Johnson. And do not I don't rule out Michi Johnson being a guy who can really help him this year. I don't. I love that. Love seeing Michi Johnson out there. Okay, so hopefully he's going to have his hands full with Desumu and, boy, the Buckeyes, E.J. Liddell, who was a two-time Illinois Player of the Year. Um, Kofi Coburn, the Illinois center, he walked out of the locker room last year at Ohio State, and I, I didn't really have, like, this deep, intricate knowledge of Illinois' roster, he comes walking out of the locker room, out on the floor, just sauntering out on the floor, and I'm walking back to the press room. And I looked at him, and I, I, I imagine that the feeling I had seeing the enormous immenseness of Kofi Coburn would be what it would be like if you're in Alaska and you come around a corner on a trail, and there is a grizzly bear. He's enormous, and I don't know how in the world Kyle Young, EJ Liddell, and Zed Key are going to cope with Kofi Coburn tomorrow, and Dasumu is a load and a half out front. Illinois is really good. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Thankfully, it's not a full of crazy Illini fan assembly hall they're playing in, and you never know. You never know. Because you know why I say you never know with Ohio State basketball? Because as long as Chris Holtman's over there on the bench drawing things up, I would never rule out Ohio State winning any game. Any game. Any game. All right. Hemisphere Coffee is waiting for you to order. And when you do, I hope you will note that you heard about them on the We Tackle Life podcast. Or if you listen to my radio show, just make sure you mention 98.9. I don't care. I just want to make sure that all the business that we drive there – they know it's coming from people who are consuming my content at one time, one way, shape, or form. Because, sure, I like getting a check from Hemisphere. For the longest time, I just represented Hemisphere here on the podcast because they were giving Chris coffee and because I so strongly believe in what they do. Um, And anytime you have the opportunity to help someone do a good thing, you get a warm fuzzy out of it. I thought it was cool that we could bring business to their door and that you could learn about how they buy coffee direct from growers in Indonesia and Ethiopia and Nicaragua and other places. And so I know they're a business, and I know they're not going to continue to advertise with us if we don't continue to deliver on results, because in the beginning I said, well, let's see. I don't know if we can bring business or not. Let's do it uh, gratis, and if you don't get business, no worries, no charge. And if you do get business, whatever's fair. That's how I like to do business. Well, they've gotten business, and they feel good about our relationship, and I feel really good about uh, helping them, and I, li- I like getting a check. So just make sure that you support them, Okay. Because they're doing great things around the world. They buy direct from the grower, and then the grower gets the money. And I've told you the story before where Paul, as a missionary, found that if they did all the work for somebody in an impoverished area, pretty soon the work, nobody took pride in it. But if they injected money into the economy by buying coffee, then that money filtered throughout the economy, and people are blessed and people are provided for. So that's why they do what they do. And, oh, by the way, their coffee's terrific. My daughters wouldn't sniff a drink of coffee. Before we went out to Hemisphere, and Paul and Grace are so nice. They make us a coffee of some sort every single time, and I'm really not a coffee guy, but I love what they make because there's no bitterness, and Chris used to tell you that too. So my daughters are now hooked, so um, that tells you a lot about the quality of Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Coffee, and um, order it at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use the promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps You'll get 15% off. 15% Fifteen percent off. Promo code: We Tackle Life in all caps. All right, let's go to. I gotta click on the <clears throat> banner so everybody knows that this is the faith portion of the podcast. Oh, see, I forgot to put up my little crawls here that uh, you can uh, see Hemisphere right there. Um, Ed wants to uh, respond to my Urban Meyer comments. Ed says. As far as Urban's health issues, I think it's the health issues that give people heartburn. They don't like that he uses it as an excuse to quit and then coach again. I'm happy for him, and we'll follow the Jags some now. He's talking about Florida fans. Thank you, Ed. I'm sorry I was slow on the uptick there. I'm trying to multitask in my head, do a million things at once. But he's basically saying that, you know, when Urban says I can't coach because of health issues and then he comes back and coaches, uh, well, maybe he, you know, I agree with you, Ed, but maybe a guy's allowed to feel better and get better treatment uh dan says it's a good move for urban and a way for him to retire after this run with the jags in florida he has family there and it makes sense his time in ohio as a full-time resident is over though um uh, probably yeah shelly meyer loves the sun and she loved florida she loved to hear too she's an ohio girl Frankfurt Adina, high school uh rick i'm not sure what you mean by green bay or no meaning do i think green bay will win Honestly, this is what I miss when Chris is not here is this NFL expertise. He's immersed in the NFL world and always has been understandable. I'm not. So I don't even – I mean, I know probably Green Bay and who beat Washington, Tampa Bay, and I can't think about – New Orleans is still in. Uh, The NFC doesn't captivate me, although I'd love to see Brady in the Super Bowl. I would love to see Brady in the Super Bowl just because it's a great story. Great story. Okay. Okay. Let me find the banner that says this is the faith portion of the podcast. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay, so I was thinking today, what can I share with you guys? And I had the good fortune this week to meet um, a new brother in Christ, a couple new brothers in Christ. Uh, I was interviewed on a podcast that will air on WRFD 880 AM sometime soon coming up on a program called Your Next Step. Your Next Step is a... Production of the church next door, which is located on Fetter Road. If you don't know where Fetter Road is in Columbus, it's over in the Hilliard Rome Road I-70 area of town. Fetter is just a little bit west, no, east. No, west. No, south. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm lousy on directions. Fetter is a little south of I-70 off. Hilliard Rome Road. I got it on the third try. Okay. The church next door is the name of the church. The pastor is Doyle Jackson. And as God works things out, 2 weeks ago I was home on Sunday morning, wasn't sure if I was still COVID contagious, and our church leadership had COVID, so we didn't have services. 2 weeks ago Sunday, so I'm looking around on the TV for church services I can watch, and I happened upon the church next door, your next step. And I watched Doyle Jackson, and I watched the uh, way they do the show, which is you know a couple different snippets. And I was like, hey, they really do that well. Well, then, bam, the very next week, somebody from uh, that program reached out to me. Shout out Vince. And we had an awesome talk on the phone. And he's like, why don't you come in, and Doyle will do a podcast. So I, I met with Doyle just to talk about faith matters for an hour. And it was so great. It was so great. And <clears throat> I hope it blesses people when they see it. I'll send a YouTube link out when I get it because uh, they did video it as well. So I was thinking about how enormously blessed I am and how fulfilled I am to f- to just have the privilege of having your ear and having whatever ears are listening on 98.9. That's not a sports show and that's not a exclusively faith show. That's a news show filtered through my prism of faith. And I just feel so blessed that I have this platform, and you favor me with your time to listen, and hopefully um, you get something out of it. Um, I have been blessed this week to read some emails, catching up on some emails. Uh, here is one, uh, and then I'm going to get into you know what my conversation with Doyle sparked in my mind, what I have for you. This is from Mike, from Worcester, now in Raleigh, North Carolina. He says, I just wanted to pass on a note to let you know how much I enjoy your podcast. Your faith portion has really been a benefit to me. As the father of four girls who are getting clobbered by secular messaging and an overload of inappropriate messaging on their electronic devices, I continue to struggle with them. The electronic devices and social media seem to have more power over them than we do as parents. I'm seeing them drift away from their Christian upbringing and go for what's easy, and the crowd is doing I'm afraid for their soul, and I struggle with it every day. My wife and I aren't on the same page. Man, that's tough. This is society now. I don't want to give up on them, but I'm clearly standing alone. Keep up the good fight. I am responding with love. It has lifted a weight. Uh, uh, I am responding with love, if not at all. He says, this has lifted a weight from my shoulders. Thank you, Mike. Wow, that's hard. That's really hard. And I will have uh, something to say about that shortly. Uh, And here is uh, Linnea. I just want to thank you for the faith portion of your show. Yesterday, I found your reading that evil will not win very comforting. I've been struggling with all the problems in our country now, and I've had to turn away from social media at times because it was overwhelming to me. But I realized rather quickly that ignoring it doesn't make it go away. I know in my heart where the answers are, but I don't know how to find them. I've decided to make an effort not only to pray more for God's guidance, but also to be silent and listen better. So I can hear his plan for my life. Not only will that help me in what is left of my journey on this earth, but hopefully allow me to help others along the way who are also struggling. Okay, this is very cool because, thank you, Linnea. This is very cool because the image that I have in my mind today and what I have to say I hope will help both of you. I hope will help both of you. I used to frequently drive I-71 right? Columbus to Cleveland, I lived here. My family lived here. I worked in Cleveland. I made that trip at least twice every week, up once, back once, sometimes multiple times a week. It always struck me, driving up I-71 to Cleveland, probably about the Mansfield area or somewhere maybe a little south of Mansfield, you can tell where they had to cut through the hills to put in I-71. And you'll see on the sides of the road— what you'll see are rocks but you'll also see trees about you know some this big around growing out of the rocks and they can't grow you know sideways or they'd grow into i71 so what do they do they grow they they turn out of the rocks and they go vertical right up toward the sun they're growing toward the sun one day that really struck me Because I'm like, that's an amazing example of how God can use anyone in any adversity with any impediment and draw them up to him and nourish them. What are those trees growing in? They're growing in rock. There's like no soil there. Or once they grow in the soil and they tend to grow toward the surface, then they get out to the surface and they can't support, you know, the weight, gravity would not allow them to be supported. So what do they do? They turn and they bend upward toward the sun. And there's tons of them. It's not like there's just one. There's tons of them. Okay. So for Linnea, that I think is uh, instructive that you're doing the right thing. You're doing the right thing in that you're devoting yourself more to prayer more to quiet time, you're listening. You're listening and your devotion to prayer is similar to those trees reaching toward the sun. And for our friend Mike, uh, formerly of Worcester, who's dealing with this terrible burden of really wanting the best for his daughters and wanting them to follow Christ at this age, and they're just getting bombarded and poisoned by what Paul called a... Um, crooked and perverse generation by what Peter called uh, our charge as aliens and strangers in this world. And it's so easy to see that in our culture right now, right? But think about when they wrote that. Paul and Peter wrote that about being aliens and strangers in the world, that's in 1 Peter, and being amidst a crooked and perverse generation, that's in Philippians. They wrote that like somewhere in the first 50 years after Jesus died on the cross. Things have always been bad. We've always been challenged to be faithful, and we've always had um, enemy, attacks of the enemy coming at our kids. <laughs> You're raising a family in 30 AD. You got this, you got the same sort of challenges. Okay, so I was looking through my uh, journal today to see what I could share with you on that, and to think of, and I was just blown away that I got to meet. Doyle Jackson and the people at the church next door, and we got to talk about faith, and I get a platform to share my faith and hopefully strengthen somebody, and hopefully they can identify with my story because we did a deep dive on, you know, how I came to faith and when I really redoubled my efforts to be a faithful and productive Christian. And I, had, I was struck by the fact that, you know, in this thing that I, in the same journal entry where I wrote about those trees on I-71... I had written down that on that particular day, I was reaching out to a friend whose father had died and um, was struggling with some things. And in the course of that, there was a verse there, uh, a couple verses. Hebrews 10, uh, 26, and on. and who has insulted the spirit of grace. So, in other words, what he's saying is, what kind of future do you think you face if you say no to Christ's sacrifice on the cross, which makes salvation available to you if you just freely accept it? And that hit me hard because for many years, many years, 36 years, I was not hostile toward God, but I just didn't get it. I just, I was raised in the Christian family. I went to church every Sunday. I was hoping to have a relationship with God. But until December the 22nd, 1996, I never opened my Bible and really dug in and said, I know the answers are in here. I'm going to find them. I prepared, I finally prepared my heart to receive and to devote myself to seeking what peace other people had found in this book. So I, at that point in time, and not until that point in time, became like a tree growing out of the rocks on I-71. That I was finally like, I'm, I'm going to reach for that. I am going to reach for that, and I am going to find it. And God opened up my clarity and my understanding. Now, why did he decide to do that? I don't know. I wanted it many years before, but I didn't devote myself to seeking it. I didn't hunger for it. I truly didn't seek it. I looked I scanned it, right? I've used this analogy before. When you lose your keys, you seek your keys. When you lose your cell phone, you seek them. You don't just look for them. You're desperate. You won't take no for an answer. You got to have your cell phone and you got to have your keys or you got to have your wallet. Those are the three things, right? Wallet, keys, cell phone. And if you can't find them, I I enlist other people in the family. Hey, my wallet's missing. Let's look for my wallet. I got to have it. <coughs> Well, why didn't I do that with with the gospel? Why didn't I go to other people and say, I'm not getting this, and I want to get it. Help me. I was embarrassed. I was, whatever, you know, I don't know. But God in his mercy allowed me to live long enough to know the joy of the simplicity of the gospel. God requires perfection. No one is perfect. Jesus died on the cross to provide an avenue for you to be viewed as acceptable in God's sight. That's a real simple gospel, right? You're not good enough, but he was, so attach yourself to him. That's the gospel. I was flailing around and failing, flailing and failing for 36 years. Could I have died in a car accident? Could God have taken me at any point in time before that? Yeah, I was in a real serious car accident in 1982 and just barely avoided one when I was like nine. I wasn't driving. But at any rate, I ask myself, why didn't you take me? Why did you spare me? Why did why were you so patient and waiting on me? And the answer that I feel in my heart is because I know you have potential and I know you can do some things that are good for my kingdom and for other people. And I hope that's what this is. I hope that's what this is. I hope this is good for you. There's a phrase don't take no for an answer. Apply it most ardently to your pursuit of the gospel of Jesus Christ and understanding its simplicity, but its uh, totality, its sufficiency. If you don't understand it and you want to understand it, email me, spielmanhoolypodcast at gmail.com. I'll reach out with you. I'm not uh, averse to connecting with you personally if I can help in any way because I feel so blessed to have been given the room to take root, the space, the time to take root like those trees on I-71 have taken root. Finally, something gave. Finally, something connected. And they're now like growing up toward the sky, toward the sun. That's what nourishes them. I never thought of this. The son of God is what nourishes us. So that is what I have for you today. I hope you're blessed by it. I hope you will have um, a great day, a great weekend. It's a privilege for me to be able to connect with you. And I want to thank you for your time. And so have a great weekend. And I will talk to you again Monday here on the We Tackle Life podcast.